Hey, all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up, everyone? Rad Dad Brett here, bringing you another episode of The Rad Dad Show. On this episode, Christian sits down with drummer Alex Crow from Montreal, Quebec's Talene. Talene are a post-punk quintet, and this past August, they released their new catchy single, Economics. Alex stopped by the show to talk about his experiences as a rad dad to two children, and he and Christian talked about the adaptation period he went through when becoming a dad, the joy we find in seeing our kids figure things out, and the importance of following your instincts as a parent and as an individual. So let's get to it. Here's Alex Crow from Talene on the Rad Dads Show. Okay, Alex, uh, who are you? Uh, I'm Alex Crow. I play drums in the band Tally. And, and you're a dad. I'm a dad of two awesome little Spitfires, yes. Spitfires. Do you care to share the name and age of your kids? Uh, Matthias is six and Clara just turned three. So as you know, you're on the, the Rad Dad show. So we always start off with this, the same question. Do you consider yourself a Rad Dad? I am absolutely a Rad Dad. El- elaborate. I love that the confidence in that answer. I, I try to be very involved in my kids' lives, and I try to involve them in, in mine as well. They both enjoy coming here to the studio where, where we're recording this right now. And, uh, you know, I bought them a drum set, and they play with all the guitars and love to uh, switch on all the lights and knobs and everything that's yeah interactive for them is, is really great. So I think that's part of my radness with them something that they wouldn't expect at anybody else's house i've even had my son matthias ask me uh i went to a friend's house and they didn't have a music studio in their home and i was like yeah well maddie that's not you know something that everybody has here this is something that only your rad dad would have how did that make you feel what you said like was that like a oh, proud I mean, moment or it was just absolutely yeah i mean uh I, I like to think that I'm able to give something to my children that not everybody has a contact with. You know, music is a powerful, beautiful thing. And even if, if uh, you know, I'm not saying they have to make their life of it the way that I have, but if it's something they have in them, uh, carrying them through their lives in good and bad moments, that's, I think that's a tremendous gift. You know, one that my father gave to me uh, as well. You know, I, my father was a musician and so I, fell into the soup pretty early on and and that's a gift I want to uh, propagate you know something that I want to leave them I like that and and that's kind of like why we do what we do with uh rad dads and and now the rad dad shows that we heavily you know kind of lean on musical guests um so it's not just music that we you know musical guests that we we interview but we tend to do that more because of my interest in music. And, and like you said, my, my, a good friend of mine has a recording studio in his basement and I've brought my son there. We've, we've recorded stuff and, and just to have that opportunity, I think is, is awesome for any, any kid, you know, like you've already kind of mentioned that. So yeah, to have those opportunities and have that experience, is not, not something everyone gets for sure. So, so are you conscious about that? Like, is that something there's always like, like a fine line, right. Of, of like putting our interests on our, on our kids, <laughs> but also you want to introduce them to, to, to lots of kind of different things. How, how do you kind of navigate that being dead? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not 
too pushy about the music part of things. I mean, it's they're quite young still as well, you know, six and three. And so, but I, I've, I've definitely not pushed it on them. It's been sort of their own path, you know, from either me playing guitar at home or, and then them interacting with me while, while I'm doing that or playing for them when they were really small or even when they were still in their mother's, uh, you know, tummy, then uh, it, it, it's, it's a kind of thing that I just let it flow for them. I, I never push them to play violin or learn piano or do anything right away. It's sort of, you know, my son, Matt, is very much into sports and soccer and hockey. Like, that's his thing right now. And uh, he even dressed up as Gallagher for uh, Halloween this year and uh, incorporated the um, bloody gash on his forehead that Gallagher received <laughs> this season. So uh, I, don't, I don't really push the music on them. They, they kind of gravitate to it on their own. Uh, fruition in time you know I mean they come down when they're with me uh, where uh, my wife and I are our ex-wife and I are separated and when they're with me they they ask to come down to the studio and you know uh, set up the drum set for them and Matt even he starts these bands now okay dad we're going to start a band and he thinks of a name and even like names our record and all this stuff and you know um, just does it on his own not something that I've I've pushed on him necessarily you know Nice, nice. You, you kind of talked a little bit about your dad influencing you and getting you involved in music. Can you talk about the relationship with your dad and how that? Well, I bet my dad it? was sort of a, uh, I guess, a weekend warrior where he would, you know, play bars with his friends or on his own, uh, you know, on the weekends to, I guess, um, you know, have some extra cash or just because it was part of who he was as well. You know, he's always wanted to be a musician, but didn't necessarily make a career of it and uh, so there were always instruments at home and you know um, whatever band he had formed that month or whatnot would come to rehearse at home and so there was always uh, a lot of music at home we listened to a lot of music and always had a turntable and and records lying around so I and uh, but my dad was a little more pushy with the music in a way where you know you you really felt that he had high hopes for me to become this international rock star and uh sort of instigated that at a young age but i you know i when i when i was a small child i i would still build my pedal boards with like the cash register and plug an old cable into it and plug it into my plastic guitar like i i, I think i forged my own path there as well <laughs> Just with a little bit of influence, saying a little bit more of a push. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Did did he um, kind of influence your parenting style? Um, I guess to some extent, you know. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's a good question, right there. I'm not sure how much I've taken from that. I think we also we do things without knowing that that we're sort of uh, that are innate or that have you know are out of experience and. But I think in general, yeah, of, of just wanting my children to be happy and fulfilled and, you know, that being the general sentiment, I, I think, yeah, I think in that parenting style I have taken from my dad, you know, as much as he pushed me towards music, it was, if I had chosen to do anything else, he would have been just as supportive. I'm, cer I'm certain of that. Uh, same thing for my mother. Um, they were both very supportive of what I did and, and saw that I had a talent. And so... As, as long as I was interested and was motivated, then they were, they were keen on doing the same, you know, on helping me out and, and uh, encouraging that. 
I feel the same way with my kids where whatever it is they choose to do, whatever their path is, I will encourage that wholeheartedly and, and be behind them a thousand percent. Right. And so we would kind of consider some of those, those rad dad traits, you know, being a supportive parent. Are, are there other traits out there that you think make one a rad dad? Well, I think a lot of flexibility and patience is what make, uh, you know, rad dads. Um, it takes a lot of uh, organization as well, you know, especially being freelance musician and, and having children. There's a lot to coordinate there. And there's a lot of sacrifices to make and, and concessions, you know, and sometimes you don't have a choice. You miss a birthday and you're just you're on the road or you're playing an important show and you just you can't you can't uh, make that choice. It, it's sort of made for you, you know, and that's a lot to deal with, you know, uh, um, emotionally and also uh, for them, you know, to not necessarily have us there at every uh, important moment. You know, I do my best to be around. I, I, when I, when our son was born, I decided to, to slow down the touring and to sort of push things more into mixing and production and doing that kind of thing. But uh, it's a hard, it's a hard bug to squash. No matter what happens, you kind of end up in a new project. And next thing you know, you, you don't have a choice. You've got a tour. It's just the way it is. People want to see you play. People want to know what the band is about. And you have to have that interaction. It's important for fans to be able to, to experience the band that way, to see that we're not just using all the trickery of studio work and whatever else, and that we can actually perform the songs the way that they're meant to, and that the energy is there, and that there, there is a show to be presented, that we're not just you know four guys in black t-shirts standing in a row playing our songs that there's there's a performance there that there's more drama to it than that you know right how, how do you deal with being away then like what is, is are there some things that, that you do or is it is it easier now with the technology that we have do you think or i was yeah i was gonna say i mean just having face-to-face -face interactions that aren't just over the phone again my kids being really young it's hard to keep their attention for for a long time in that kind of uh, of circumstance so that helps definitely, but uh, it's just as hard to not be there physically, not being able to, you know, hold them or put them to bed and, and do that kind of thing. As much fun as it is not to sometimes, because that can be a hectic time in the day, you know, trying to get everybody wrangled and in the bath and into bed <laughs> and reading stories. Yeah. I get that. Is, uh, so are there any other members of the, of the band that are dads as well, or is it just? No, you? I'm, it's just me. Yeah. So like, how has that influenced, you know, so some, some of the other people that we've, we've interviewed, you know, a number of members that have kids and so they, they kind of get that. Right. And so, so people that tend not to have kids don't really get it. You know, you can, as much as you can say, you know, you got this and this and this, they really haven't had that experience. So has that been a tough transition or, or the, the guys that you're with uh, understanding and about that whole situation? Oh, I've, I've been really lucky with these guys. Um, they've been super understanding of my situation. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some huffing and puffing after our meetings or whatnot of like, oh, God, this guy again, you know, with the kids, but it, uh, it hasn't hindered any of our endeavors or anything like that. And, and even though I may, I may have to make them wait for certain things, like, 
mixes or when we can rehearse or when we can you know do certain things but but uh, they've been really patient and uh and i i think that it's what makes me able to stay in a group like this is that is that that kind of uh, consideration is there i sound like good bandmates um in what ways has fatherhood changed you or has it um yeah of course i think we all go through sort of a adaptation period when we first have children and especially when the second one came along you know the 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 work doubles up and so uh, it makes things a little more complex but but uh, i think it's made me a little more calm and, and i think I have just a little bit more perspective on what's really important for me you know it's it's kind of easy when we're in bands and playing shows and out in bars all the time to sort of have a good time and see that as our life. But I think once children come into the mix, you sort of see that there's, there is a bigger picture and there's, there's things that are just as fulfilling, if not more, and are filled with things that are more, uh, not tangible, but that just feel a lot more real when uh, children are in your life, you know? Um, it's a hard balance because the two worlds collide in a very different way. Uh, <laughs> everything happens late at night when it's, you know, um, bands or shows or after parties. And, you know, that's where all these connections happen and things happen or people discuss, you know, oh, we should meet up next week and, you know, jam together or do such thing. And, you know, that other bands intermingle and say, okay, let's do a split together or things like, like these things happen at 4 a.m. And so, um, you know, you kind of have to uh, split your life in two in some ways. And uh, well, I mean, now being separated, it makes it a little bit easier because the nights that the children aren't here, I'm able to have that sort of uh, interaction and keep those connections alive. And then when they're here, well, I turn into rad dad, making dinner, cleaning up and making puzzles and art and doing stuff together, you know, making the most of our time because... Uh, because I really enjoy having them here with me, you know, and, and I think it's important to keep those connections really strong. And I love it when they come to see us play. I, they haven't seen Tallinn play yet, but I've, you know, I've been a professional musician for many years and they, and they've, they've been to shows that I've, that I've played and stuff, bigger festivals, things that are maybe earlier in the day that they can be at. And they, they enjoy it so much. I mean, they get a real kick out of seeing me on a stage and seeing people react and applaud and all of that kind of thing. And the, the volume and and all of that stuff, the lights, yeah. I, I understand that separation piece. So I, I have one a son. He's he's turning ten, and um, yeah, my my ex and I are split, and so we, we kind of do it week on week off, and so I, I kind of get that, you know, you know, not that I'm a musician or anything, but I do enjoy you know the the music scene. A lot of my friends are musicians, and going out, you know, late in the evening, and sometimes it's hard to got to be up at. 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. for hockey practice because I'm the coach, so uh, I get that. How do how do you how do you um, you know you, you kind of talked earlier in one of the other the questions about you know being away and face to face interactions with your kids and stuff, but how do you take time for yourself? Like, what do you what do you do? Is that your time then when you don't have your kids? You, you kind of yeah. I have to say, lately it's been hard to find time for myself. I've been quite busy with with mixes and and recording and things like that and some of that being telling we have some new new recordings that we did in the last month that are just done mixing this week 
that we'll, we're going to try to release in the next couple of months. We might be shooting a video for one of them. But um, yeah, when I find time for myself, it's pretty basic, just as anyone else would, you know, I try to get outside a little bit, try to go to the park, try to do some things like that, or, or even just chill and read or watch some TV and, and take it easy. You know? and my, it's, my life is very full of noise and, and music and things like that. So when I do have time to myself, I try to do something quiet or, or listen to music that, that I appreciate and that will inspire the moment or, or guide me through whatever's going on that day. Did you have any fears about being a dad? I mean, yeah, some uh, being a, an independent musician uh, salary and whatnot fluctuates quite a bit. And, and we all know children cost money. And uh, also just having, knowing what my schedule is like and how much it changes and, and how much it's important for children to have a routine and something that is the same, which my life has never really been routine ever and so trying to blend those two is that was I had some apprehensions about that about trying to find a way to to do both of those things you know um I've chosen to make a, a career out of music and, and make it my life and sometimes finding that balance was difficult and scary you know the, that uh, nobody wants to feel trapped or scared and be like oh what is what has become my life you know no one wants to feel that way so trying to keep that balance has been has been hard work, but it's it's paying off, and I'm finding I'm I'm finally finding footing where I'm comfortable. You know, like there's, that there's enough road work. The pandemic putting a big dent in that in the last you know year and a half or so. Uh, things coming to a full stop uh, for a long time that was pretty scary as well. You know, but um, but all in all, I'm 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 so glad that I that we chose to do that in the time that we did and that that I've that these children are here now and that I'm I'm at the stage where I am in my career where I can balance those kinds of things and I can maybe say no to certain things because I know I have stuff with the kids or or vice versa that when I don't have them I know I can say okay yeah I can totally do that recording or gig or tour or whatnot because uh, I'm free from from that yeah Right. Hmm. yeah it's definitely been a challenge you know the, the last year and a half for for musicians and people in, in that industry for sure like i mentioned you know i have a number of friends who play in bands and a number of friends that in edmonton own you know you know venues and stuff and it's just i couldn't imagine i would be freaking out uh so all the power to you, you know, i'm glad you've navigated that uh, in a way it's mostly trying to find a time to sleep. You know, you just end up having to split it up. It's like, okay, I'll sleep three hours here and then I'll sleep another four over there and then try to figure it out that way because uh, there's just no other way of doing it really. Yeah. Is that something you figured out like on your own or is there, do you have like a, a dad mentor or, or someone that you could say, you know, how do you do this? And no, it's all just, it's trial and error. You just kind of like uh, it is uh with, with writing or doing anything else, it's just finding something that works for you, really. Um, and as strange as that may be, you know, I, uh, it's, there, there's no wrong idea, I guess, in that respect. I mean, it's not something everybody has to do. Most people have a very steady schedule, something that is daily and sort of uh, nine to five-ish and whatnot. And that's not the case for me. And so if I want to keep doing what it is that I do, 
I may live 15 years less, but at least I'll, I'll have been happy doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what are the most rewarding aspects of being a dad? You've, you've mentioned a few of them, but is there something that kind of sticks out that? Mm -hmm. I think when, when we see our kids, uh, you know, figure certain things out on their own or have a reaction to something that we find prideful or that we see in ourselves, I think those are really re rewarding moments or things that we've tried to instill in them, you know, when it's something respectful or empathy or, you know, when we see our children do that on their own or being very polite or any of that, I think those are those moments that are, you know, very rewarding to me. Is know? there one that sticks out? Do you have like a, a proud dad moment? I mean, there, there are so many, but, but, uh, you know, nothing that really stands out, uh, nothing recently, at least that does, but, but, uh, yeah, my son is quite empathetic when, when other people get hurt or we he hear someone crying or whatnot, he will want to gravitate towards that person and, and help them really. Yeah. Is, is that something you, you teach your kids? Or I think is it we just teach our kids with example, you know, and so, uh, you know, uh, one example of this does come to mind where I was walking with the children, uh, we were going to buy books or something, and uh, someone was uh, begging for money on the corner, and I had some change in my pocket, and I gave it to them, and, you know, uh, they asked what that was all about, you know, why are they on the street, why are they, you know, they were in sleeping bags and whatnot, why do they live out on the street, and so we had that whole discussion about how some people go through troubles in their lives and they don't have a home and it can be temporary or it can be forever. And, and, and whenever we have a little bit more of something or that we're able to help, you know, it's important to try and, and do that. You know, uh, we should be grateful for the things that we have and, and, uh, and try to help out others if we're able to. You know. Definitely good lessons, you know, that, uh, that you can, you know, give to our kids. I've had those conversations for sure. Um, yeah, let's, let's shift uh, to, to tallying and, and where you're at with that. And um, actually, I wanted to ask one, are you involved with the, the writing of lyrics and stuff with, with tallying? No, uh, actually, Alex Peterson does all of his own lyric writing. Um, I, I produce and mix all of the songs for the band. And we, we do some arranging a lot of arranging in in the space, you know, uh, as we're rehearsing the songs and we're building them, finding correct tempos, finding changes, different guitar parts, things like that. I'm I'm sort of involved in a lot of those aspects musically, you know. But I kind of leave Peterson to do his own thing, and I really don't coach him much at all, even when we're recording vocals and doing things like that, because he just has his own thing going, and there's. It's not that there's nothing to be done. Nothing really needs to be done. You know, you sort of give them a few takes, five or six of them at most. And, you know, we might do a little bit of a best of with all of that uh, in the end, but he always brings something to the table and something interesting. And I find his lyrics um, very poignant and kind of um, very descriptive of, of what the times are now, you know, and I find that's important um in in so many ways because if you don't have a message then 
what's the point you know and he's actually talking about something that affects everyone you know and so i think that that's a big part of why i wanted to join uh, tally you know that it kind of came about on a whim sort of a facebook post about hey we needed a drummer for blah 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 and then we just ended up playing together and and me producing uh you know a few tracks for them and and this was to almost two years ago now and and the progress has been amazing you know i mean the the songs are coming out better and better and we're getting more and more attention because of that um but peterson is you know a, a big staple in this band and uh irreplaceable you know has it has it has his own sound going reminds me a bit of darby crash and like of he's got so many great influences but but nothing that's pinpointed where it's like oh he sounds like this mm -hmm. it, it's just you hear all of these different things but he's got his own thing all to it all to himself yeah like, the reason i ask that i'm always curious if if being becoming a parent changes um you know your lyrics you know which you're not part of but that's why i kind of went went with that mm -hmm. um but yeah so then talk about like what's you, know, you released um uh, economics, which is single in August, correct? And you That's just right. kind of also mentioned that you just kind of finished up some tracks. So, where where do you go now? What's what's next for Telene and you know this this post kind of post <laughs> pandemic time and where mm -hmm. bands are slowly going to so yeah you know brag about brag about your your band and where <laughs> what's happening and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> well, we have a few other singles that we want to release. Um, up until the spring one that may be ready by the end of the month uh, to release and uh, one that we specifically want to do a video for because we have a we have a concept that we really like and and we think people will get a kick out of uh, that we'll probably release more in the spring but we're looking to compile all, all of these singles that we've been releasing into an ep and release it we're still discussing we're shopping around with a few labels things are moving slowly but moving along and uh, now we're looking at a tour uh, in france for about two weeks in may and so we're still confirming those dates making sure it, and it's a it's a smaller tour but um it'll be tallinn's first uh you know escapade uh over the pond and so i think it's important to start forging that uh, that path you know and uh, we're going to be playing a few shows in uh, in December, Ottawa and Toronto. Uh, Baby G's, I believe, in Toronto on the 18th. And uh, Ottawa, I forget the venue, but on the 17th, on Friday the 17th, December. Um, and that's it. I mean, after that EP, we'll want to press vinyl. We'll want to wait two and a half years for it to press. <laughs> and then and then hopefully release it as soon as that happens but uh we're we're, st we're still writing a lot of new material and we're trying to work on on uh, on songs uh alex uh, speechless has has many songs that he's written already he is the the core songwriter to to Tallinn, and we sort of do all of the arranging together um but he has a a, a big bank of songs that he's been working on pre-pandemic during the pandemic and a few post-pandemic that uh, that we're working on now and so the band is still hard at work and uh trying to trying to keep a presence uh, amidst all of this you know not easy to play shows things are finally opening back up which is is great i mean we played one show with sitting room a smaller club and uh, 
small attendance and and people got a real kick out of it it was just as enjoyable as a, as i mean a full stacked room people next to each other the energy off of that nobody can compare but the fact that people were still enjoying it was nice to uh, to to have and so uh, we're we're just trying to keep that connection alive with our fans right now and build a bigger fan base trying to get people to listen to, to more Italian songs right it's tough right? like what are the restrictions like we're in, you're in Montreal right yes what, what are they they like there for live and uh well um I think on the 15th November uh, November 15th everything will open up uh back to normal standing room oh, okay all of that and so uh, but uh, I've I went to a Mary Davidson show a few weeks ago before they left for Europe, or I guess almost a month ago now. And um, it was the first night that it could be full capacity in a venue as we were, and we were allowed to stand for certain songs. And so that was also great to see people. It's very dancey music. And so people being able to, to appreciate it that way and, and show their love was, was really nice for the band, I'm sure. And it was nice as, as an attendee as well. Well, I hope uh, you know that all works out. I hope the best for you uh, and your band there. Um, last question: Are there any words of wisdoms you'd like to leave for for some dads or future dads out there listening? Follow your instincts. I think following your instinct is the best thing you can do as a dad, and maybe even just as an individual. You know, follow your instinct, and you will not go wrong. Okay, love it. Thanks, Alex. I really appreciate your time. All right, that was Alex Crow on The Rad Dad Show. Thank you so much, Alex, for joining us. And thank you for listening. If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you drop us a review on iTunes. And if you're looking for more Rad Dad's content, find us wherever you get your podcasts or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook and Twitter at at rad dads show. And now you can also look us up on YouTube for some video interviews as well, including this one. Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. You can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad.